1: Welcome to another episode of the Toonami Faithful Podcast. I am your host, Sketch, and with me I have...
2: yes, Samurai, right, the real medics. And it's Caboose Jr. joining in, wrecking the show. As always. Mm-hmm.
1: And we have a very special guest from the Toonami Show Rundown. Hi, I'm Sion. I do stuff sometimes.
3: Which means he does nothing,
0: people. Exactly, I'm not even sure if I edit the show rundown anymore. So, <laughs> well, somebody does because it, be
3: it still it still gets yourself. put
0: out. Some way, somehow, I have no recollection of editing these podcasts.
3: Must be the magical
1: edit fairy. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I, I, I imagine I have just like created like a clone of myself somewhere along the line. It just all does, does all the dirty work.
1: So, mm. oh, you be careful about all that because you know how all that, that story Mitchell goes. And- you create a clone to do all your work for you and then it either replaces you or kills you or, you know, it's, there's bad things are going to happen. It, it's just inevitable. No no clone yes. is, is happy with dealing with your grunt work. I
3: am a living proof that it happens. The original derail no longer exists. <laughs> Wait,
1: <laughs> what? Oh, nothing. Okay, nothing so that's headcanon now. Huh? We are the sad sacks that are recording this on Valentine's Day, a.k.a. Singles Awareness Day. (laughs) You can can call us Sergeant Sketch's Lonely Hearts Club Band.
2: So how's Date Durell going for you? There is
3: no Date Durell. There is no Date Durell. I hate you so much, Caboose.
1: Rogue Warlord's trying to do Date Sketch, and so far nothing's happening on that front.
3: Uh, we're trying to get that underway, man. It's, it's a slow, steady process. Don't worry about it, big guy. We gotta find somebody, for You're so cutly, bae. Well, you would know. Of course. I have the pitches to prove it. Oh. We have some <laughs> uh,
1: exciting news to discuss <laughs> later in the uh, podcast, but first, we got some recaps. So, take it away, Mr. Jarrell. It's the Akame Kill recap. I hope it's
3: worth it. What's left behind me?
0: Yeah. I know you'll find your own way when I'm now with you. So tell everybody the ones who are beside me. Yeah. I know you'll find your own way when I'm now
1: with you tonight. A comic or kill. Episode 23 Kill the Emperor.
3: Okay, in this episode, we find Night Raid has only four members left in their ranks. And this time, Night Raid decide that they're going to start their final mission to assassinate Prime Minister Fatass. I hate that dude so much. I really do. Just want to gut him like a pot belly pig, man. And Agendas, you know, starts leading um Revolution Army into the capital. And they are making good headway. Of course, people are dying in the process of this. And Tosumi, Akami, and Leone break into the palace, where they confront Rune, who actually reveals to them that he's actually Archangel from X-Men. Way to go, Rune. Well, run, you actually pretty much just gave away your um, secret identity there, buddy. But he was effectively holding them back. But Leone stays behind the fight run and the Kami and Tatsumi push forward to the, towards the, gun, um, the throne room. The Emperor refuses to listen to their pleas, telling them to reform and do what's right for the people. And eventually, through the manipulation of the Prime Minister, the Emperor activates his ultimate imperial arms known as Schwarzen which is the one that the, only the royal borderline can control, which in itself um, is a giant towering piece of armor. And he goes to town just wrecking the imperial capital with this. And witnessing the destruction the emperor inflicted against his own subjects, Tatsumi confronts him and tries to convince him to stop. But to no avail, the emperor continues his rampage. And at this point, Tatsumi is getting knocked around like a little rag doll by Swashing And eventually, Wade comes in to assist Tatsumi and he says that, you know that he did, that Tatsumi was once part of the Yeagers, and that he owed Tatsumi one. The other Night Raid members are helping the citizens of the capital, and after continuously striking the Imperial's arms armor at one single point, because Tatsumi listened to what Susanoo has said in a flashback, that everything has some form of a weak point, Tatsumi manages to destroy it. And this Tatsumi eventually defeats him for once he unlocks the true power of Incursio! He finally went to Super Saiyan Incursio mode, people. He got wings. (laughs) But then when the giant threatens to fall over the citizens, Tatsumi with the last of his strength, he just stops it, you know, even though he's gravely wounded. And of course, this time Tatsumi dies in a common arms, much to her grief. And to Esnav Greece, you know, I tell you, our little stud is just a little heartbreaking because he really does know how to make the women's cry. But on the good part, hey, Tazumi, you get to see mine again on the other side. And that, people,
1: is our Kill recap. You know, people keep making the Super Saiyan reference, but I'm I'm thinking it's like when Lion-O activated the gems in Thundercats. I refuse to use that, man. What? Come on. It's totally like that. But that's heavily inspired by, I would say, Saint Seiya. Probably. Well,
3: <laughs>
1: possibly. I, you know, I'm just getting
3: a DBZ fan of something because they're always on my tail about
2: something.
3: <laughs> so for once, you people be grateful for what I've done for you. Yeah. Because it won't happen again. <laughs> you won't hear Kamehameha mail on the next recap or nothing.
1: All right. <laughs> All right. So. When that happened, at the end of that episode I was like, "Huh. I felt that one." I actually felt that one. Good job, show. Good job.
3: Well, you know, they're just throwing up their death flags when they say they're going to come back, you know, no. You're not coming back now. No. You don't look forward to you don't look forward to the survival battle. It's like, "Oh, I'm going to die in battle." And what happens? You
0: live. To be fair, just existing in the show is a death flag.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: mm, yeah.
3: As I said, man, they don't have a horse's chance of a, like an attack on time to living. Oh. <laughs> oh, those horses. Oh. That has been my running thing with that.
1: Caboose, what did you think of this episode? Esdeath don't look too happy. No, 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 no. No, no, nope. 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 My thought is, hey, Esdeath you probably could have prevented a whole lot of this by yourself. Just saying.
2: Well, she's she gets off at just enormous power, so could have took down that armor. Like she could have, but I mean, she serves the capital. She serves the empire, so I don't think she would. Man, she doesn't you know, care about the town folk. Disobey. Yeah. The authority. That's so. true.
3: Look at it, dude. They gave her what she wanted, dude. She wanted perpetual warfare. She loved to fight.
1: Mm-hmm. Good guy, Wave. Stepping up there. Yeah, good guy, Wave. Wave should be the true protagonist. If only. Yeah. Go to the corner right now, Saya. Don't ever say that It's Luigi's so much better than Mario. Yeah, Wave. I
3: kill
0: I've said this on the show rundown. Wave is a better protagonist than Tatsumi.
3: Look here, Tatsumi <laughs> was a nice little country hick who won the hearts of the women.
1: Well, wait, it was a That's, nice little country that hick. That's what he did. Yeah, he was. But he's winning the hearts of more than maybe one woman. Look here, there's a difference. He's Navy.
3: Tatsumi's Army. That's how we're going to do that. I'm going extreme prejudice on this right there.
1: Mm.
3: It's the Army Navy rivalry, dude.
1: So would that make <laughs> Roon Air Force? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I I, I like how just in the middle of that is like, well, we can resume our fight later. So that won't be necessary. (laughs) All right, (laughs) sure, that works out. Whatever.
2: What about the Marines? I feel like there's definitely
1: more to be explained. Like, there's definitely more to be said about Rune, but I guess we're just not going to get it,
2: which is a bummer. Well, I mean, In the previous episodes, like you, you know that he. You know, he joined in. He wants to change the empire from the inside. But <laughs> I don't see that happening.
3: It was yeah. just like the bow cut dude from Attack on Titan, man. That was an MP. He wanted to change the infrastructure from the inside because he knew it was corrupt. But the thing was, he didn't have the power to do it. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I imagine a lot of the missed opportunities with Rune are because we've gotten to the anime-only territory. Yep. Uh-huh. So it's just a lot, a lot of the pre-established uh, plot points or at least hinting at plot points uh, wasn't really they didn't really follow through with that so they're just kind of wrapping it up as loosely as possible
1: mm-hmm.
3: uh, but of course Tatsumi died a beautiful death though man it was very beautiful a beautiful manly death yes dude he died a hero dude I mean stopping Swargin taser that was fucking false
2: he was a dragon <laughs> schwarzen exactly.
1: taser i can't help but feel like that's an homage to Mazenkaiser. kaiser yeah i was like okay <laughs> that's
3: that's really that's what it came down to man when i saw it i was like okay Mazin kaiser <laughs> or trans rz as it used to be said in the 80s uh, in america 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 <laughs> But it was just it was fitting though. And then of course, you know, Kami said, You lied to me. You said that you're gonna survive. Yeah, well the thing was Tajmi was just in a rush to see mine again. That's all.
1: Mm-hmm. No, it's like, sorry. now <laughs> I get the feeling as Death is gonna be real mad at Kami. And I put it to you
3: like this, yeah. man. As soon as Tajmi hits the pearly gates, mine's gonna slap him. Kiss him. <laughs> what took you so long? <laughs> so long. <laughs> 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 Woo!
0: Even in the afterlife, you are... You, there's no way to run from the injury abuse.
1: No, it's not. <laughs> No, she'd probably was be more scared. like, I can't believe you died!
3: <laughs>
1: you died <I> first. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point.
3: I'm pretty sure she cracked on Chelsea, too,
1: though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she was probably like, oh, Boy, Chelsea, that was a really lame way to die. <laughs> way to lose your head.
2: <laughs> <laughs> No way to get ahead in life. Oh, the head never jokes. To be the major head of a corporation. <laughs>
1: yeah. Heads will roll. <laughs>
2: She's not very headstrong.
3: Oh, don't get ahead of yourself. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we die. One
1: more work the pole joke.
3: Like, yeah, like I said, I wanted to see Chelsea on the pole, but not that kind of pole. Eh, eh,
1: eh. <laughs> and I definitely didn't want to see Lubbock on the pole. No. <laughs> no, he just became a
3: human pincushion.
1: Though i got to be honest, I, I do think that Lubbock could have had a promising career in exotic dancing.
3: Hey, with Crosstails, do? Yeah. Trust me. dude? me, He could have been slide and gliding, dude, every kind of way. He could have been spider <laughs>
1: Man, Tatsumi's dead? I'm not entirely convinced that he is, but apparently he is. Wow. He's dead, brother. Ah, yeah. All right. Check those titles. He's dead, Jim. Yeah. Jim's not here. J- Jim is hibernating from the cold. Yeah. <laughs> I think you said it was like negative 20. Negative 20 wins. Mm.
0: Oh,
3: man.
1: I'm That's sorry, that. Jim. Doesn't sound funny. Pussy.
2: I live in an igloo. <laughs> I had to kill
3: I had to deal with negative 60, Jim. I'm not going to let you get past this one. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah. I'm I'd actually, sure Jim's going to scowl at me for that comment.
0: I, I take negative 20 right now. I live in California, and it's about 80 or 90. So,
3: Ooh.
0: yeah.
1: Sounds
3: nice. Hey, you need to send that Toys to Alabama then, bro. <laughs> oh,
0: man, I wish.
3: You know, because it's like a comfortable temperature for us. You know, I'd rather have 120 just for safety, but, you know. I'm not exactly what you call a sane human being.
1: It's not the weather that you deserve, but it is the weather you need. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> I'm a sun drinker, dude. All right, we have a plethora of talkbacks. Starting with Gamer for Life 1, 2, 3, Super Saiyan Incursio! Again, I think it's more like a Saint Saya, but yeah. I get it, I get it. Benjamin Pageon writes in, huh, why is Sorairo Days start playing? <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was playing in the back of my head while I was watching that scene.
1: I hate to say it. I'm
0: not going to lie. So we all had the experience. Yeah, last.
1: also the communism was strong in this one. Yes, so it was. Go out there and get a bro.
3: <laughs> I believe in a times me that believes in the times me that believes in you. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: From our dear friend Allison Meowth900 Tatsumi, the dumbass main character, actually dies? I wish more anime would be ballsy enough to do that Oh, that Allison. Thank you, Substitute Derail <laughs> At SJZ Weber, CeeLo Green should have popped up at the end of that and said, that's it! Tatsumi's dead! Roll credits!
3: <laughs> I really don't see CeeLo doing that but that was funny
1: Austin Guest writes in that moment when you realize that somehow Tatsumi still died a virgin.
2: Dude, that Tatsumi. is probably
1: that is the
3: worst way to go out, dude.
2: He had Here, so many opportunities. You so, realize, Tatsumi, he dude, never scored. Shell, <laughs>
3: Leone, Asdef. If it had prolonged, it could have been mine. Dude, he has so many chances.
1: Too many chances.
3: No, oh, Dr. Girlfriend and Bro probably would have got a chance, tried to take a chance at it. If <laughs> they had. <laughs> they, if the game was good. Oh. Evan's a drunk
1: tons A drunk me. T- 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 <sighs> so many chances, so and yet. like. Still. He died with his purity. That's one way to look at it. A purist husbando.
3: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Rob Barracuda writes in. I know it sucks that Tatsumi's dead, but look on the bright side. At least we know there won't be a season two. Middle finger, Rob. <laughs> middle finger for that one, buddy. And at Valeria underscore Orden, What else could the minister have up his sleeve? As long as he's alive, a of kill is not over. We'll have satisfaction.
3: What's up on the sleeve is probably a big, fat piece of salami. You sure he didn't die in the <laughs> middle of all of that?
1: Oh, no, he was no, just he's, having no, a panic attack. Uh, all right. Well, he, he'll get his, I'm sure. He'll get his calm up in soon. As a nice eulogy for our fallen hero, Tatsumi, Rogue Warlord writes in, Tatsumi died with honor. He's done a lot for his country. And as like many great men, he won't see the fruits of his labor. We'll mourn later. But now is the time to fight. They must not stop. They must not falter. They should take his memory and win the day!
3: Wow, nice World War II speech. That would have helped those boys back then. These days, it ain't happening, son. You better be saying, hey, make it back home alive so you can get some.
1: I mean, at this point, it seems pretty simple to win the day. Akami's just got to kill the minister and try not to die it as death's hand. <sighs>
3: <laughs> Which it's yeah. rather difficult. Well, you know, she can't stop time, man. Yeah. So she has actually shown that she really is the Ice Queen.
1: <laughs> I suppose you could always hope that once the minister's dead, she'd just be like, all right, well, moving on. <laughs> but perhaps mm-hmm. that would be just a little too much to hope for.
2: She'll be fine. Oh, Esdef
3: yeah, is always fine. <laughs> Dude, those booze, man, they, like I said, man, they need to have their own zip code. Like, sometimes when I look at their booze, man, I was like, to be continued in a galaxy far, far away. Eh. Mm. <laughs> oh, boy. Shut up, Sketch. Let me have my moment.
1: <laughs> well, that does it for the pen ultimate episode of a Akamiga Kill. We only got one left. Mm-hmm. It's been an interesting ride. Yes, it has. It's, it's been a trip. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And with that, on to the Parasite episode recap. Yay.
3: You got to know, now it's
1: Parasite, episode 16, Happy Family. Kuromori comes home to find that his family has been killed. The murderers happen to be two of the parasites from Takeshi's group, who are trying to tie up loose ends. Back at the fight with Miki, Miki attacks Shinichi and Migi. They are overpowered and run further up the road to come up with a plan. They decide to attack Miki's legs in hopes that they are human, but find out that they are not. When Miki's own tentacles prevent themselves from striking Shinichi, Miki determines that the three parasites within the body have difficulty communicating. Migi hypothesizes that the enemy's head must remain intact in order to govern the other parasites or the system will fall apart. After luring Miki into the forest, they use the surroundings to evade his attacks, leading Miki on before going directly for the attack, slicing off his head. However... The fight does not end there. Another parasite takes over the body, this time it's Goto. Migi determines that there are in fact five parasites within the body, but Miki was only able to direct a few of them at a time. Goto, on the other hand, he can direct all of them, and the difference is immediately apparent. Their advantage in the forest has now become a disadvantage, so Shinichi and Migi flee, but Goto changes his body to pursue them. Migi stretches out an arm to grab a moving truck, but Goto catches up to them and resumes the attack while running at the same pace as a moving truck. Migi grabs the wheel and causes the truck to hit another truck, knocking Goto down. Goto is largely unfazed, but takes a moment to feed to regain the blood that he just lost. This allows Shinichi and Migi to escape. Meanwhile, Kuramori goes to the authorities and asks to speak to Inspector Hirama. After escaping from Goto, Shinichi learns that Kuromori's family was murdered. So he contacts his father to tell him that the same kind of monster that killed his mother is coming. His father agrees to leave the house. Kuromori speaks to the Inspector Hirama. Hirama assures Kuromori that he can get justice. Kuromori agrees to tell him what he knows if he can get some paper to write things down and go somewhere to calm down. Shinichi speaks to Migi in his dreams for the 16th time, apparently. Migi tells him that he's unable to communicate with the 30% of his cells scattered within Shinichi. Once again, Migi notes that Shinichi says that he doesn't look the same as he does in reality, and Migi also says that Shinichi doesn't look the same. I feel like this is an interesting point that's just kind of in the middle here. Tamara berates the other parasite assassins for failing to kill Kuromori and underestimating humans. She tells them that the human race is really more like a single organism comprised of many parts, with individual brains but a collective consciousness. And when the parasites oppose that collective consciousness, they are truly defeated. One of the parasites questions if Tamara is truly their ally or not. Satomi wonders if Shinichi is doing all right, he hasn't been to school in several days. Yuko gives Satomi the backpack that Shinichi left behind, and suggests that she take it to him as a chance to patch things up. Kuromori dupes the authorities to go get revenge with his own hands, but he leaves a list of people for them to investigate, including Reiko Tamura. While nursing her child, Tamura contemplates why the parasites exist, and Satomi visits Shinichi's home, but finds that there's no one there. Kuromori tracks down Tamura, but Tamura senses three hostile parasites. She confronts the three and tells them to get on with it. Whew! A lot happened in this episode. Dude,
3: there was so yeah. much going on. But we did get to see some boobage, though. <laughs> milk, milk, eggs, and lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, oh. though. Uh, But seriously, though, it was kind of cool to see how, like, the parasite, though, Miki was some um, kind of just taking form in these different forms against um Shinichi and Miki, though. But Miki is actually a very good tactician, but this time he wasn't necessarily good enough because Miki started stepping it up big time.
1: <sighs>
3: so I'm looking forward to it, you know.
1: Yeah, seriously. That's some crazy stuff going on now. Uh, what are your thoughts, Sion?
0: yeah there was a lot of ground to cover in this episode just so much happening and kept building uh i like that there's more than nine, three parasites uh, like we originally thought uh it didn't didn't feel like an asshole either it felt like yeah that makes sense in what they've been building up to so far uh i like what they're doing with the detective though i do have my qualms in the execution um at the same time i also like what they're doing with uh, reiko and i uh, i think In this show, she's probably been the most developed character. Mm. And as far as the parasites go, I actually think as far as like how competent the show is with its characters, she is the most competently written. Wow, that was redundant. But uh, yeah, uh, obviously I don't want to be too down on the show and any faults or any problems I have with it, I'll go more into when the show runs down. But I think overall, this is one of the better episodes in a while and the show has been on a kind of an upswing as of late.
1: Yeah, we got like a really amazing fight in here. We have all these plot threads coming together. It's it's very interesting. uh, This fight might actually be the best one so far. Oh, yeah. Um, Definitely. Yeah.
0: Like we usually say over on the show rundown that you're not really watching Parasite for the fights. But for the past few episodes, I've definitely been, you know, my attention has been caught. And uh, I've been really satisfied with these. Uh, I feel like it's just a smarter fight. Uh, you're going into lots of environments and they're moving around and it's dynamic and I've been really
1: enjoying it. Yeah. It's, it's nice for the fights to be taking place somewhere other than the school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh man, the crazy things that Goto can do. Holy shit. Oh yeah, the raptor feet, <laughs> man. Mm. That's what I was talking about, the different transformation. I was like, well damn, okay. That's what's up. <laughs> Sheesh. Like, that, he is a force to be reckoned with. And we haven't even come close to Shinichi and Miki being able to take that guy down. It's just like they, they just couldn't do anything but run. Like, for a you moment, know, they this... thought they they thought they had the upper hand against Miki. And they may have if it was just Miki. But this is a whole different ballgame.
3: That's the whole thing. That's what I liked about this episode. You know, up until now... Miki and Shinichi always had the upper hand, and they was finding some way to win. But this time, they actually got—they're the ones that's actually being pushed up against the wall this time, and they got to figure out some kind of way, you know, to take out Miki.
1: Yeah, man. Gotō is serious business, and uh,
3: dude, that is the alpha male stud right
1: now. Yeah, he is. <laughs> that's it. <sighs> oh boy, he is. And Renko is is showing all kinds of changes to her character, and uh, now. She has to decide what she's going to do. Is she, she going to fight those parasites? <laughs> They're obviously not going to just talk. So, mm-hmm. where no, do her I, allegiance lie at this point?
3: You know, I think her allegiance still lies with the parasites, but the thing is, she's coming into a. Like, she's not necessarily taking a altruistic um, attitude anymore. It's almost as if she's taking a more humanistic approach to it because she's starting mm-hmm. to see, like, she said that humans are like parasites in a way, too, because they are composed of, it's one organism, but composed of many parts. And in a way, you can say that about humans. Because, yeah, even though we're all, you know, the same race, you know, species, we are different in our own ways. And, you know, like I said, you know, you may have one group, engineers, doctors, you know, if you look at it that kind of way, different parts, soldiers, police officers, teachers. So, Yeah. Still one entity, but different parts. So, Caboose. Hmm. Your thoughts, sir?
2: Yeah, with Rekha like, she... At first, I mean... I don't think she really changed that much. I mean, like, when you first saw her, she she was like, I don't feel like fighting. I'm just gonna observe. I, I'm in it for the signs and whatnot. And she still... She still is. Um, But now she has the child, um... I think, I feel like there's some motherly instinct that she's acquired. Mm-hmm. Um, now she's starting to like actually kind of care for the child and whatnot. And you definitely see the that motherly instinct like return in the future. Mm. Um, she's going to be, but yeah, she's definitely a force to be reckoned with. Um, so you just got to be careful with her.
1: <laughs> yeah, she's she's a very interesting character. I would say it's best way to describe her as, uh, she's just an ally to herself, really. She yeah. doesn't care about the other parasites. She's kind of the wild card. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all about that self-preservation and maintaining her status. And she'll, she will kill anybody who gets in her way. And now, let's get into the talkbacks
3: talk, back, talk, back, talk back.
1: Michael Cole Morgan writes in, Shinichi has less stamina than Shikamaru, and that's bad. Dudes need to get on a treadmill. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, but he doesn't have the shadow clone jutsu.
1: <laughs> I mean, to be fair, Shinichi ran a lot in one day. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah he Boy, he sure did run a lot that episode and the episode before. <laughs> uh, Miki didn't like that. <laughs>
3: Yeah, he ran more than Cool Hand Luke.
1: <laughs> Would you just stop running, please? <laughs> it's getting really annoying.
2: <laughs> run, Force, run. Japheth
1: Craig writes in, Two heads aren't better than one when one of those heads is an idiot. <laughs> true that. But at least he can laugh, right? Right? Uh, yeah, that is true. Oh, I'm sorry. Was that not the appropriate time to laugh? <laughs> Uh, Miki is a character. (laughs) Yes. At Dragon Knight 505, Sakio Kuriyama. Lol, he ate his head in one bite. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. And similarly, at Gamer for Life 123, Pac-Man Parasite Edition. (laughs) Waka (laughs) Waka. No. Hey, man, are (laughs) you Okay.
2: <laughs> also, a little bit of Grand Theft Auto in there, too. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, CJ writes in. Ha Miggy took the five finger discount.
3: <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> that is a good one, though.
1: <laughs> and Joshua Knighton writes in Miggy making money hand over fist, or rather hand in fist. Eh? Eh? Yeah. I'll sit down. I like that. <clears throat> and Allison writes in, "Breastfeeding on Tsunami. That hasn't happened in a while. I'm pretty sure that hasn't we happened we ever. Enjoyed. No, it, it happened in Kill a Kill. Oh, yeah.
3: um... yes, and we were very happy
1: to see it once again. Boobs and milk. It did. When did it happen in that?
0: Uh, it was in. They were trying to get to school for, uh Oh, right.
1: Yeah." Yeah, there was the breastfeeding, breastfeeding mama with the gun. Yeah. <laughs> How could I forget that? I love that character. Oh yeah. I love that one-off character. That's just a delightful. And Austin Guest writes in, "I know your intentions. Get on with it. Yes, get on with it. Get on with it. Get on with it." On with it. Nice Monty Python <laughs> reference.
3: Sure isn't the bishop. <laughs>
1: And lastly, Rob Barracuda writes in, You know, at least Attack on Titan eases into its cliffhangers. Parasite slams the brakes harder than Spongebob driving. Wow, <laughs> good reference. I oh, you don't scream my brakes that hard.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Spongebob, Ward. Shut
1: up, Spongebob. <laughs> oh, that'll do it for this week's Parasites. We are up to episode 16, which means there are eight left. Man,
2: it's just flown by. Yeah, it really uh, nope. has. And these eight episodes, they're intense. Oh, yeah.
1: But there were other things that aired this week on Toonami, including a particularly amusing episode of Dragon Ball Z Kai. So here's a couple of talkbacks regarding that. Benjamin Patchon writes in, Goku's reaction to Trunks' mom is exactly how I reacted back in the day. Forget Goku's reaction, Piccolo's reaction was the best. Oh yeah, people yeah. reacting to all of this Because <laughs> he's hearing it from afar And then suddenly you see his face go What? <laughs> and Piccolo, he doesn't lose his cool much No, he really doesn't <laughs> Inuyasha-san 87 writes in That's right, Goku Trunks is Vegeta and Bulma's son They had sex Sex Because Yamcha was too busy playing the field
3: That's all Yamcha ever does mm. The baseball field, right?
1: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> baseball. Totally feeling nowhere else. <laughs> baseball. <laughs> Don't you remember Yamcha used to play baseball?
3: <laughs> yeah. And then they got into that big fight and he was in the middle of it having fun.
1: <laughs> yep. And Rob Barracuda writes in, So let me get this straight. Goku can survive fighting alien warriors, but gets taken down by heart disease? Yeah, sure. Okay. Well, if Goku would take his medicine every now and then. I think that
3: Goku just died from heartworms, man. That's what it really came down to. Look at how much he
2: fucking eats. That's Obamacare for you. Ooh. Ooh. Man. Hey, I gotta say,
1: Obamacare took care of me, so. Mm,
3: Dude, I barely get sick, and the only time I get hurt, man, is just hurting some stuff, but... Mm. When you force me to pay for something that I really can't afford in the first place,
1: yeah, I'm, I got a problem with that.
2: Mm-hmm. Me too.
1: Hell, mm. enough politics. Alli- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Allison writes in regarding a particular character on Samurai Champloo. Nah, that thief guy from Champloo isn't dead. He's just fighting hollows with the Soul Society. I
3: love you, Allison. That's the reason why you now have the title, Substitute the Rail. <laughs> i gotta give a combat pass for so that one now
1: oh good reference, <laughs> good reference. all right good Thank reference you, Thank you sir it's very nice yeah so that guy was placed by uh played by johnny young Bosch. it's always fun yeah always fun oh. to hear johnny in just random roles <laughs> <laughs> that will bring us to the news
3: From Facebook, Twitter, and the official Toonami
0: Tumblr, this is Toonami News, powered by TunamiFaithful.com.
1: Finally at last, the Discotech IGPX box set is available. You can buy it. Go buy it. Please do. Uh, It seems to have already more or less uh, sold beyond their expectations. And it was like in the top 100 on Amazon until they put the price back up to MSRP. Yeah. (laughs) And then it sank like a rock. (laughs) Bummer. But I got mine.
2: Here, though. (laughs) I'm, I'm getting mine on Tuesday. Which. By the time people hear this, I'll already have it. (laughs) If I don't steal it. You ain't Uh, stealing Jack. Dude, I will
3: steal your wall, Caboose. Mm -mm. Do you understand that? No. Yeah, we're going to steal that wall still.
2: Nope. Steal the wall.
3: Yeah, I'm going to steal this wall, man.
2: Nope.
3: Yes. It's going Uh down.
2: Ain't no steal no she wall.
1: (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. All right, then. So yeah, it's a really cool set. You get both the production IG cut and the Toonami cuts. Jose has remastered the Toonami cuts to bring it up to standard. You have actual 16x9 for real. It doesn't have that stupid 4x3 letterboxed nonsense going on. So very, very cool. Lots of additional... Uh, bonus features, new interviews, plus all of the bonus features that were on the Bandai sets, which are very hard to find now.
0: So yeah,
1: really... yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely gonna pick this up. Uh, but fun
0: story: I actually picked up the Bandai sets a while back. Uh, nice. Yeah, but but like the day after I got them, they announced this <laughs> set. <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah, and like <laughs> those things weren't cheap, so like. <sighs> I was kicking myself. Oh, I'm sure they weren't. Uh, yeah. No.
3: Well, but the thing is, people, Jose actually did what he said he was going to do. Yeah. Definitely yeah. going to pick this up eventually. He accomplished his dream, people. That's just going to show you that uh, you can make stuff happen if you apply yourself.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, just and like. And if you know the right people. Yeah, to get your things contact. things just fall into place.
3: That's the reason why it's important to network and establish good relate working relationships with people.
2: Yeah.
1: Mhm.
3: So don't be a butthole to people. Yeah, you never seriously. know. You might not need. You never know who you might need one day.
1: <laughs> and let just me tell like, you, you're not as anonymous as you think on the internet. And if you say something that really gets noticed, at some point, people will remember that. <laughs> yeah, exactly, people remember me. Yeah,
3: but then, um, again, I'll say
1: the Somebody things. was talking about me on 4chan randomly, yeah, and bringing up some old thread I posted on TuneZone. I was like, "Are you kidding me? Wow, brother! Mm-hmm. It's it's not a good thing, honestly."
2: I, I saw that thread. I was all like, "Little <laughs> guy."
1: The things that we say that uh, come back to bite you us.
2: You need to track who 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 that was.
1: Uh, I have some ideas, but that's not important. What, no, that's have, not. What is important is we finally know what is replacing a comic I kill. La Blue Girl!
2: Oh, it's not. Skrillex at Coachella 2011. <laughs> you,
1: you, got, you got a joke, Sion? You got jokes? Uh,
2: no,
3: he's, he's out of the loop.
0: It's definitely going to be Lucky Star, right?
1: <laughs>
3: really?
0: That
1: just No, sound- no, and hell no. <laughs> Not necessarily in that order. <laughs>
3: well, we know what a hell no guy was saying. That was totally blue girl.
1: <laughs> no, you're just <sighs> gonna have to keep hoping for that one, Darrell. <laughs> uh, don't worry. I'm pretty
3: sure when Jason probably listens to these, and he's like, "If Darrell just doesn't shut the fuck up, please."
2: <laughs> one of these days, or never, <laughs> probably. Uh,
3: it's never, man, but it's just fun for me to make that reference, right? Because there will never be a Tsunami Hentai Power Hour. Now, somebody needs to make that lineup for me, though.
1: Sheesh. <laughs> okay, I'm done. So the show that we will be getting this is very exciting news. We're getting the broadcast dub premiere of Dimension W.
3: Woohoo! Woo!
1: Yeah! Very cool! Yay! Finally getting oh, a yeah. broadcast dub. You can all quit complaining now. <laughs>
0: it's Yay. so
1: exciting. I, uh,
0: on our podcast, I talk about broadcast dubs a lot, much to the chagrin of my colleagues. They hate me for it because I bring it up almost every week. But...
3: <laughs> broadcast, almost, broadcast dubs? Yeah, some vindication there. Huh, yeah,
0: man. Whenever they're announced, they always uh, list off the cast. And uh-huh. that usually takes about 10 minutes of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, man. It's been like a year since they started these, and I'm really excited. <laughs> like, uh, I've been watching Dimension W as it's been airing, um, and I knew they were going to do a broadcast of it. But uh, when they said uh, to be determined, uh, we knew there was something up. And... Flags,
1: flags, flags everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, wait, 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 wait. wait. It's not going to be one of the Double Talk 3 shows? you say there's yeah, a specific like... reason for this? Well, I think we all know what
0: that is. (laughs) Yeah. Because, like, Funimation's in the production committee, for those of you not in the know. And uh, I think they announced this back at Anime Expo in July. Uh, I missed that panel. But, uh, yeah, uh, I I was actually originally uh, predicting it as what was going to replace Michiko and Hachin, but that didn't happen. But, yeah, this makes a lot of sense. Uh, Mm. I'm very, very excited. Uh, apparently, for the promo, they didn't have a lot of dub footage to work with, which is why it was one of the voiceover-heavy ones. Uh, first time we've gotten one of those in a while, but I still really, really liked it. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, I, yes. I, I have my opinions regarding the show, but I'm still really excited that you know we're getting a broadcast dub, and if it does well, hopefully you know we can get more of these in the future, and you know the fresher the show.
3: Hey. And it made the way.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. Dandy but... proved that it worked, and Funimation was like, "Yeah, let's do this." And Turner was like, "Eh, show us something really good." <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> and uh, well, they probably should have gone for Blood Blockade, but maybe it's better that they didn't, considering what happened to the final episode with that one. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm still like, gotta wonder like, what happens if they
0: approach something like like Golden Week and an episode gets delayed. Like <laughs> the good thing about broadcast dubs is that they are a few weeks uh, after the original air date, so maybe that's not an issue they'd ever encounter. But
1: yeah, I don't think in a yeah, I think that's kind of the the whole thing with broadcast dubs. For one thing, it allows the the people who are writing the script adaptation a little more time, because the turnaround for Space Dandy was apparently very 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 quick. And that's why they had to rotate four writers. But for broadcast dubs, it's a lot more manageable. Cause here's the thing. They've always kind of been able to dub shows well before they're allowed to do the home video releases. And they've just moved that timetable way, way earlier than they used to. Yeah. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that they can stream these shows. And they want to catch, because Funimation particularly is a company that focuses a lot on the dub side of their business. So it only makes sense for them to get the dubs out as soon as possible. Yeah, so we can get some of that sweet, precious money. Mm-hmm. And they can, in fact, broadcast these shows, though I wonder maybe it's only because they're on the production committee of this show that they're allowed to do this. I do wonder if that is the case. Because we don't We don't honestly know if there was anything hanging up any of those other shows from being broadcast dubs on Tsunami. Yeah. Hopefully that isn't the case, but, you know, deals are complicated. Business is complicated.
2: Yes, it is.
1: So Dimension W is the show I've been watching simulcast of and have been looking forward to the broadcast dub. And I am very excited that the guy that I really wanted to voice the lead, Kiyoma Mabuchi is Christopher Sabat. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, man. I I heard him in the first
0: episode when I watched it. I was like, yeah, that's a Chris Sabat character.
1: That's a Sabat. And, you know, (laughs) believe it or not, even though he is known for many iconic roles like Vegeta and Piccolo and Armstrong, the fact is he's actually very, very rarely played the lead character in any show. He recently did for Ninja Slayer, which was Hilarious. (laughs) hilarious
3: <laughs> i mean
1: his performance was hilarious saying I mean, that the the comedy in that show it, it's not for everybody but he he did a bang-up job so i like to see him in this lead role because he really rarely gets that and i was like well if it was ian sinclair it would have been great if it was like robert McCollum, still would have been great but sabbath man sabbath would be perfect for this role and yes
3: we got the savage
1: we got the Sabbath. and jade saxton is going to be mira which is also See? very exciting
3: yeah that 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 kind of that really does work though
1: yeah oh yeah really really solid casting there so dimension w if you saw the promo you understand that the dimension w is a a new dimension that has been discovered that has allowed for a s- seemingly limitless source of power and these advanced technology called Coils harness that power and now everything uses Coils. So that's all kind of how that world is. But yeah, there are our, some our... people who don't particularly like Coils or try to avoid using them. Mm. And our lead character, Kiyoma Mabuchi, happens to greatly dislike technology. And that's why he rolls in serious style. <laughs> yeah, this, uh, this promo... Did
0: a, i think it did a better job at explaining just the overall plot behind the show than the first episode did yeah <laughs> or,
1: i, I least, think it does. It, it's
0: a little yeah it, it's a little easier to condense down in the promo well i think the show is when you watch the show you'll see what i understand i don't want to talk bad about it before it airs or anything but uh oh yeah, it's the show <laughs> no 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 twitter don't hate me uh
1: uh <laughs> no, but I I remember watching the first episode and thinking, This is alright, but let's see where it goes. And then by the yeah. second or third episode I was like, okay, yeah, this show's settling into something pretty good here.
3: Yeah, but whoever cut that promo for um, Dimension W, man. Oh, they did it the was fantastic so job.
1: good. Though I do feel like the music was too loud. <laughs> it was great yeah, music. Was... Fantastic choice yeah. of music for that particular show. Like it really it really drove the moment, but just a little too loud I couldn't really hear the voiceover not not too well anyway uh and it was kind of corny when he said things aren't always so rosy it's like i mean i realized he didn't have that much time to come up with something but come on uh whatever <laughs> still a really good promo yeah like we haven't had a voice of god promo in a while because they've uh, they'll do it for Dragon Ball Z. They say they'll continue doing it for Dragon Ball Z and certain particular other shows. But it is largely believed that the current generation of viewers don't take well to those kinds of promos. I don't think that's necessarily the case, but then again, I'm a Toonami nostalgic, so I just love, yes, yeah. love the that la- kind of promo.
0: The last time uh, they did it they did it for a new show, I think, besides like DBZ, was Attack on Titan. And uh, I remember reading YouTube comments, I know, bad idea, for the Attack on Titan promo when it first came out, and there were a lot of people saying how cheesy I thought it was. It was and, like,
1: cheesy for the Attack on Titan promo, I gotta say. <laughs> yes. But,
0: but in that regard, I kind of get it. Attack on Titan was big, so I guess, you know, people who usually wouldn't watch the block uh, looked up the promo, and they saw it, are really used to how Tsunami did stuff. And of course, they're going to be younger. And might be more, you know, adapt to the voiceless promos where the clips they string together explain the plot for you. So I, I can't understand the logic behind not wanting to do the voice of God promos anymore. Uh, even if I, I think I might prefer them, though.
1: I mean, but I mean it's kind of hard to get Morgan Freeman. Well, though. but Tsunami always does a voice of God promo well. Oh, yeah.
2: Mm, not all the time.
0: Oh, that's true. That's true. Uh, I know Steven from the short rundown. Uh, he doesn't like when they give too much exposition in the promos. And to be fair, that's a the problem the bo- both uh, voice of God promos and the voiceless promos
1: it's have. True. I don't think they gave too much away in Dimension W's promo.
2: No, not at all. Um, I I have yet to see it at all. So I mean, the promo was a really nice, you know. It was a nice like segue. Teaser. To what, you know. to, mm-hmm. what to expect. Yeah, um, I think
1: it did a very good job of uh, yeah. hyping that show.
2: Yeah,
1: and there were some nifty little things they did with, uh, like the tsunami portions of the, of the promo. Yeah,
3: since oh, people yeah. said that it's fan service, oh it, yeah, it's, was... like, it's a derail anime, so yeah, you gotta, you gotta uh, I out. mean,
1: yeah, there's she's an android girl, so occasionally she's not wearing like anything, but and it, I guess so, this it is what doesn't it doesn't do too much fan service really. And There's an episode is... where she runs around in a towel. <laughs> yeah, Man, I do that every day. And uh, sorry, I have to say it: chest vagina. Ah.
2: <laughs>
3: you know what? I can really go so blue with this right now, but I'm just gonna keep quiet.
1: When she opens that up with just two fingers, it's like, oh come on! <laughs> it'd be it'd be awesome if she like. Hold it with like, both hands like a Superman ripping off his shirt. <laughs> and Hugh, <you>, Peter,
3: <laughs> ripping.
1: Uh. Can I
3: stick my penis in it?
1: Oh, boy. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think people are really going to like the characters in this show. I would describe Kioma as Roger Smith meets Mugen
2: yeah i can see that yeah
3: i look at the hair and everything man and the car yeah and you know pretty much kind of the attitude so yeah, yeah. a little bit of Moogie and roger smith
1: yeah Mugen which and in- interestingly enough i would actually describe mira as dorothy meets foo <laughs> <clears throat> so the, there you go
2: god dang it <laughs> that's literally spot on right there i know
1: I was like I, I wanted to come up with some other comparison I was like no actually that works no, that works really well no that works perfectly because like she's an Android girl so that's like Dorothy and mm-hmm. she's kind of cute and naive like foo <laughs> so yes. there there you go she's not sassy so far like Dorothy which is kind of a bummer she she kind of takes her lumps and is you know really mm-hmm. really cute and and not she doesn't really get mad at Kioma, though she probably should. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> he's he's a bit of a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'm sure eventually we'll find out the reasons why Kiyoma doesn't like technology, but that'll that'll come in time. So Kiyoma, he's an interesting character. He kind of fights like a ninja, which is strange in this whole backdrop with a kind of semi-futuristic place. So, I don't know. It feels like they're maybe trying too hard with that kind of thing. Like, oh, would it be cool if he was a ninja? Sure. Why not? Hey, dude, I don't you know. gotta
3: preserve ninjas, man. You can't let looked the art die.
0: Like, it looked more like breakdancing to me.
1: Oh, he does do some breakdance, especially in the opening, which will probably only oh, run yeah. on Toonami in full one time. <laughs> Yeah,
2: yeah, I think that's the only thing I, I saw of Dimension W was just the opening. Could, could we, could we just
1: trim Dragon Soul for twelve weeks? Could please? we, please, <laughs> please? I know, I know that we finally got a different version of Dragon Soul and that's great. But just come on, Dimension W's opening is so good, so good, man. It's on my drive-in mix now. Love it. And Dimension W. Is not a show about driving, <laughs> okay? <laughs> I see a lot of people commenting about that. It's it's not like Initial D in the future. It's he just likes his car, and they show it in the opening, which was also used in that trailer. So you know he gets around in his snazzy car, and he uh, he lives in like a in a shop, right? Like a car shop, I think so. Yeah, uh, he does a lot of <laughs> mechanical stuff. Yeah.
3: But
1: hates technology. Yeah, well, he he likes. I think he just he likes hates electricity. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe he just hates unnatural electricity. Yeah, he's got a cell I think the phone thing is and everything. He,
0: yeah, he has a really old cell phone. <laughs> I think the thing
1: is, he just doesn't like the coils. Yeah, that's pretty much it. He just doesn't like the coils, which harness the energy from Dimension W or Dimension W. It's
3: too bad it wasn't Dimension X. Nice Ninja Turtles
1: reference. <laughs> thank
3: you somebody got it
1: (laughs) alright 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 okay so I saw the promo for the new Ninja Turtles movie coming out later this year and they got Krang in there and I'm like okay I know this is probably gonna be terrible but I wanna see this (laughs) you got Bebop you got Rocksteady you got Krang it's like the first movie I'm like we gonna do you know whatever and then this one was like alright now we're really gonna milk the 80's nostalgia (laughs) I'm like, okay, Michael Bay. Now you have my attention. <laughs> it's gonna be bad. He's gonna ruin it like he did Transformers. But that has to say, that and Ghost in the Shell are two movies that I know they're not gonna be good. But I still kind of want to see them.
3: Yeah, I still got all the Transformer movies, so not it's all those were, were
1: that bad.
3: No, they were good, man. They they were good to me, you know. I, thought I just like saying good. it.
1: Yeah.
3: I just like messing. I, I don't care what people say. I like all the Transformers movies. I'm not going to agree with you to say they were horrible. <laughs> though yeah. I did not like the set of Devastator, though. That did suck. Uh,
1: mm-hmm. But Transformers Devastation, that's a fun game. Yes. And I am looking forward to the Ninja Turtles game from Platinum... Oh, yeah.
3: Look at you. You gotta be ashamed of yourself, boy.
1: Yeah. But enough tangents, not about Dimension W. So, it's a cool show, Cyberpunk. It feels a lot like a late 90s, early 2000s type show with uh, the Cyberpunk elements, which is oddly refreshing. And it makes it kind of perfect for Adult Swim. Yes, yeah. yes, it does. <laughs> Just, that's the thing. Now, I'm sure that Funimation gave them a really good pitch and probably a really good deal because this is a kind of a no name show. It the manga is just coming over now, and before Funimation announced that they were on the production committee for this show, I'm pretty sure nobody even knew what he was coming or existed oh. or, or anything like that. So Yeah, this is this is interesting. It's it's nice to see a show that I would have to say that it may or may not have gotten popular all on its own, but Toonami's definitely going to help. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that exposure. Oh yeah, because there's a lot of shows that Toonami airs that they're already massively popular, and that's why they're airing to you know introduce them to the general audience. But this is a show that Toonami can really push and you know get people to notice, which is cool.
3: Island. Yeah, let's just. I'm just hoping whatever replaces uh parasite. I need a mech, man. I'm sorry. I I just want a mecha, okay.
0: I understand your pain, Darrell. Mm. I want giant robots for. he dim giant. It seems robots. like forever now.
3: Yeah, I know um, it doesn't seem great, wrong, man. Bro. I need the <laughs> giant. I need my giant robot fix. I'm sorry. That, that's just how I'm rolling.
2: It would be nice. It
1: would be nice. Yeah, uh,
2: even though this is a brand new series, uh. It's also been confirmed that there's going to be no weekly topicals. Yeah, for show. I'm kind of bummed about so, that. Yeah, less work for me, but still. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you have about still that. Still kind of a little bit bummed that they're.
1: It's, it's really quite a bummer because it's an episodic show for the most part, so it would have been good to do episodic promos, but.
2: I guess. Eh. Maybe I just don't want to get spoiled. Uh, I just don't want to get teased for the next episode.
0: Hmm. Uh, they're not doing the topicals for Venture Brothers either, are they?
2: Uh, no. No,
1: I guess they aren't. I at least I haven't noticed.
2: Go. I mean, they're doing topicals for Children's Hospital, I knew that. But... Oh, of course. Oh
1: man, that old-timey-looking episode looks great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely gonna... Like, I always watch Children's Hospital, but I'm, I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, they aren't doing one for Venture. That's... Hmm... Yeah, I don't think they're they're doing right by Venture right now because they have it behind an hour of reruns instead of, well, granted Family Guy's a rerun, but Family Guy is Family Guy. So, uh, even if they don't want to put it directly after Family Guy, just don't don't put Rick and Morty and Robot Chicken and Mike Tyson and then Venture Brothers. That that doesn't you're just cutting Venture down. At that rate. so I'm sure it'll still do well enough, but come on. You could definitely help it out here. That's this the whole point. So, uh, to that point, uh, super great that Dimension W will be riding off of Dragon Ball Z's coattails. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there's no better place to be on Tsunami, right? I, you know, I hope the audience digs it. I think it potentially could appeal to the audience.
0: Yeah, that, that's a... Uh... I hope it isn't, like, too polarizing for anyone, because I know just the general plot, or just the setup can be a little hard to wrap your head around.
1: Mm, yeah. Uh, it's kind of like Ghost in the Shell Light. Yeah, to an extent. Uh, my uh, so. associate, Jikuchi, says it, it's actually very similar to Big O. There's, there's a mystery every episode. Well, that this that sounds world, great. This world's kind of mysterious. There's... An organization that's mysterious you have uh, a character who has a particular set of skills that nobody else has who solves a lot of problems because he's the only one who can and you know there's an android girl so that helps so short of not having a giant robot or a butler darn man he doesn't have a butler and the the color palette is uh, considerably less muted (laughs) than in Big O but that was going for the whole film noir thing (laughs) Yeah, it, it definitely has a lot of similarities to Big O when you think about it. Where Whereas before, yeah. I was like, it's kind of like Ghost in the Shell meets Outlaw Star. <laughs> but that's, that's a better comparison. So I think now I'm thinking it's it's like Big O meets Samurai Champloo. <laughs> but not really, because there's no journey involved or anything like that. But there's definitely similar elements, like, like I brought up before, but... The thing about the general audience is they, they like the shows that are pretty... Uh, how do I put it? A light on the plot? Uh, accessible. Easily accessible. Easily accessible, yeah. And may, maybe the plot's going to be a bit too heavy in Dimension W, but at the same time I think it has a lot of elements that people are going to latch onto. So, yeah, it's, it's that kind of late 90s, early 2000s anime that Adult Swim Action would have aired. So... There you go. Hopefully, hopefully people like it, and if not, well, it's here for twelve weeks. I mean, I really hope that people like it because the potential of future developments if this show does well is, you know, it greatly outweighs whether. <laughs> like this, this is a this is important that this show does well. Oh yeah, but uh, e- even if it doesn't do super great, uh, I think uh, w- this more or less if if there was any doubt before that toonami was going to be able to get a broadcast dub of new attack on titan no question anymore that's that's going to happen i mean yeah nothing is certain in the television business but come on (laughs) if they can do this then why not
0: oh and for anyone who thought funimation hung us out to dry that's not true either (laughs)
1: No, I don't think mm. so. I mean, the majority of those broadcast dubs had no business airing on Tsunami. <laughs> no. Just a couple of you them got... were particularly worth Tsunami's while, but even then. Did you guys really want Sky Wizards Academy to air on Tsunami? Oh, gosh, no. <laughs> oh, uh, Duelist and I watched that whole dub. We didn't watch it in Japanese, but we watched the dub just because it was dangerous enough, and oh, man. That show so, so <laughs> bad.
2: Why couldn't you invite me? Could, I want to make fun of it. Could have been the next GXP, man.
1: <laughs> right? I would say. Could have been the next GXP. Oh, uh, that show. That show. But, yeah, Blood Blockade would have been good. Uh, Seraph of the End probably would have worked. Uh, I would say Assassination Classroom was maybe a... a tough sell but i could see it yeah
2: I, assassination I classroom
0: is weird in the fact that it can't really even even though despite like its themes and characters it can't really work on like a traditional kids network because no. one you know kid, kids network, you don't don't,
1: classroom.
0: don't do anime and two it's like kill your teacher here's a gun and a knife uh so even though like it's a, despite, gun and a knife
1: that can't it, hurt humans
0: <laughs> yeah but like even though despite like you know its themes and Typical younger audience in mind. Uh, I don't think it would work on that. But it could work on Adult Swim. But at the same time,
1: it's more of a comedy than an action show. Mm. And There's just something weird I, to me about if Adult Swim aired a show about a bunch of kids in junior high. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I, I could see it. But
0: at the same time, it's in that weird in-between spot. I like Assassination Classroom, though.
1: Yeah, it's a good show. It's fun. And uh, I'm glad that they're. Continuing the broadcast up to that, because I haven't even been watching the Japanese since it came back. I'm like, I'll just wait for the dub. Yeah, it's a pretty good dub. Yeah, it is. It's great. And Sunny Straight is wonderful, is Koro sensei. Oh, yeah. He got really into that role. I was very happy. Super fun. Super fun show. But, yeah, and Gangsta would be potentially good for Toonami, but that cliffhanger ending, man. Oh. And- Manglobe going out of business immediately after. It, yeah. <laughs> uh, that could be bad, but. Yeah. M- a whole bunch of those shows are, are like Slice of Life, uh, f- very comedy centric, uh, very drama centric. Like, Death Parade is a fantastic show, but it really doesn't suit Toonami. I feel like, for the most part, a lot of these shows, you just. You couldn't argue them that well for Toonami. And some of the ones that were particularly good for Toonami were continuations of shows that hadn't aired on Toonami yet. So there's that too. A lot of people feel like Funimation has just not been sending anything good to Toonami. But I think that mostly comes down to other companies having the shows that they wanted more. Yeah. Funimation didn't have Kill a Kill, they didn't have Sword Art Online 2, they didn't have Akami, and they didn't have Parasite. And uh, honestly, if you look at how well Space Dandy did compared to Attack on Titan, they were probably thinking, we'll do just fine with a dub premiere. (laughs) So, you don't have to have a world premiere or a broadcast dub, per se, but it is nice when they have one every now and then. Yeah, keeps things fresh. Mm Mm-hmm. And yeah, a lot of folks don't think Toonami's relevant anyway, so you don't have to worry about catering to those folks who are probably not that likely to stop watching Dimension W now and go, oh okay, now I'll watch it on Toonami, even though I'm five episodes in on the Japanese version, and can potentially be seven or eight in by the time it airs on Toonami.
3: Not like we give a f- what they think anyway.
1: No, no, we really don't.
3: You know, the Toonami faithful is strong.
1: Yeah. So hopefully the show does well. And we'll see. I I personally am going to enjoy talking about it week to week. Because yeah, we'll do talkbacks for Dimension W. That's an inevitability. <laughs> oh, it's, it's kind of a good thing that they don't ever have three high-profile premieres at a time anymore.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: the. Uh, i'll leave it you run down, guys, to you rundown guys to to go through the whole thing man
0: oh yeah we'll complain about everything and
1: how are you liking that naruto and one piece filler
0: <laughs> you know what we've decided that the naruto filler is the main of our existence but the one piece filler isn't that bad and it's kind of it's made better by the naruto filler because the naruto <laughs> filler is so goddamn awful and the frogs we hate the frogs man <laughs> Tell us how you really feel there, Sion. <laughs> 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 well, the Naruto filler has been a inane, barely progressing, and, uh, well, we just don't give a shit about any of the filler characters. And it's also been very, very on the nose. And, uh, yeah, it, it's uh, very boring. I, I have to... I keep falling asleep, so I have to rewind it. And uh, it's, it's tough, man. It, it's really tough, and we still have, like... Three more months of this, man. Uh. <laughs> yeah, that's what we say every week. Mm. We've seriously discussed the option of just forgetting Naruto for the next three months and talking about something else during that little slot.
3: Puppy universe.
0: <laughs> puppies, yes. Puppies. We would have much better of a time talking about puppies than we would Naruto Shippuden right now. I believe it. you can
3: talk about anything.
0: I want. It. Just that's... read the
3: friggin' manga, and you'll you can be talk okay.
1: about the blue girl.
3: Yes, the blue girl is always a good topic.
1: Could you really talk about that for three months? Dude. Oh, we we would find a way.
3: (laughs) (laughs) If it means not having to talk
1: about Naruto filler.
3: (laughs) Look here, dude. Under my two lich, I could, trust me, I could probably talk about the blue girl for probably about two years straight.
0: (laughs) The Life of Pablo came out kind of yesterday. Maybe we'll talk about that for the next few weeks.
1: I don't know. Oh. I think we've mined this topic but uh we're very excited for dimension w and hopefully you are too and moving right along we've been doing this thing where we have our rotating hosts talk about their gateway anime so now it is time for caboose and scion to tell us what their gateway anime were so let's start with scion
0: Oh, man. Well, I guess my gateway anime was pretty much everyone else's Pokemon DBZ back in the day. Uh, but I'll make it a little more interesting And in that what really got me into anime was Up, And uh, before Toonami came back, I w- that's when I started to paying attention to the seasons, a few months before Toonami came back. But I guess what really just got me into the whole, you know, just all in was Dead Man Wonderland. So... I've been watching JoJo. I've been watching Psychopaths for a little while, but I was pretty much sold by the time I saw Cowboy Bebop and Deadman. So yeah.
2: All right. What
1: about you, Caboose?
2: Uh, well, I mean, this it's kind of interesting. Um, back in the day, I didn't really like like. All right. So I I, I watched DBZ, Sailor Moon, the uh, Tenchi, all the... ...stuff on Toonami... ...but I, didn't, I never really considered them as anime... ...like I considered them as cartoons... ...so I didn't really... ...because I, I was young... ...I didn't, I couldn't really grasp the... ...like... ...the uh... ...the word anime... ...like I never... ...I, I never really understood the meaning to it... ...so like... ...I guess like... Um, ...like I, I took all the shows for granted... And I, I would say, like, whenever, like, I would say I, I first truly got into anime, um, I guess around 2007, with, or was it 2006? Either way, it was with, this is my, the first time I ever watched the sub, subbed anime, and it was The Melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya. And I was really, really confused because of the, the way the episodes were aired. And they were presented, so I had to look up a guide and be like, "Oh, this this episode airs this." If you want to go in order, follow this guide. So I was very confused, and then it it progressed with Lucky Star, and then I guess Rosario Vampire, if I can remember correctly. But I mean, that I guess those were the ones I that really got me into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, like, I don't know. It, it was a weird concept for me back in the day. Um, it was interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Good. But, I mean, I I watched Toonami for, like, forever. Like, and, I, like, I didn't really get into the bebop until it, Toonami came back. The same, um, same thing with, like full metal alchemist brotherhood um like i knew about full metal like i knew all about full metal it's just i never actually watched it or cared for it until you know i would say toonami is just like the perfect perfect excuse for me to watch something Hmm. like it's it's nice and convenient i would say Yeah, i agree um and I want to support the block as much as I can. I I watch it every night, and still do. But yeah,
0: hmm. yeah. Toonami, just like if you ever say like, okay, what got you into anime? You can say Toonami, and people will understand. Like y- yeah, like you. It, it will basically imply you know whatever they aired at The Outlaw stars, the Big O's, the DBZs, Tanji. and you know even afterwards like the Naruto's on pieces it's, it's just it, it's a good package and people will immediately grasp what you mean uh, like I, I watched some of Gurren Lagon when it aired back on sci-fi uh, but I guess I, I guess tsunami coming back is what just really really got me into the anime and when I started going into going to conventions and just dove all in basically so because I was already familiar I didn't you know, watching One Piece weekly for (sighs) probably around five years at that point. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh but I didn't I wouldn't start keeping up with the seasons until a little bit before Tsunami aired and then, you know, I've been doing that for the past what four years now. So
1: Tsunami. Yeah. Simple Simple answer.
2: (laughs) It 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 saves anime.
1: (laughs) And Uh, it does. Or at least draws attention to it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> don't get me started on Bleach. You, you, yeah, you you don't want. do it. You, you know Darrell's here, right? I know. Yeah, you might want to hold that's, your tongue. That's specifically sorry. why I said that. Man, <laughs> there's so
1: many people doing the 366 days of Bleach.
3: <laughs> I'm proud of him.
1: Poor souls. And I'm thinking, like,
3: Shut up, huh, Simon. Maybe I should do
1: 366 days of One Piece just to catch up. Yeah. <laughs> Because I am true. way behind.
2: I can't even do One Piece like that. I, mean, I definitely Sorry. watched Bleach whenever it first aired on Adult Swim. Like, like every single episode until, I guess, after the Soul Society. And I just didn't, didn't really care. <laughs> then Toonami came back, and I'm like, oh, great. Fantastic.
1: Made hey, of plastic?
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then
1: you got to see the final stretch of Bleach, which... It yeah. certainly had its moments.
3: So sad. It needs to really finish up, though.
1: Yeah, a proper conclusion would be nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, the many things that require proper conclusions. We've already been talking for a long time, so I guess I'll have to save some listener mails that have popped up for another time.
3: That yeah. means
1: it is time to get out of here. You can email us at podcast at tunamifaithful.com. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. You can like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter, Tumblr and SoundCloud. Facebook.com backslash tunamifaithful podcast. Our Twitter is at Tsunami Podcast. Our Tumblr is TunamiFaithfulOfficial.tumbler.com. And our SoundCloud is soundcloud.com backslash tunamifaithful podcast. You can find all the episodes of the podcast there, as well as the exclusives. You can also visit podcast.toonamifaithful.com for all the episodes of the podcast and the exclusives. And please do. There's a lot of episodes up there. My gosh. We're getting getting close to 200. I know. Heavens to Betsy. (laughs) Heavens to Megatron. Yeah. And if you like what we do and want to help us out, you can donate every month to our Patreon. It's a subscription-based donation. Patreon.com backslash Faithful Podcast. It's a good way to get on the podcast if you're interested in that. You can find all that information there.
3: Yes, and you once you come on, you will get abused by Darrell.
1: Because that's a perk. Don't let anybody tell you yeah, otherwise.
3: Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's a <going> to... feature. Yeah. <laughs> It's it is mandatory. It is mandatory. I treat you. I'll treat you just like no negotiation.
1: Everybody. It is mandatory. No.
3: <laughs> Either that, or you get to um have a human resources meeting with me. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm, yes, bae. So Scion, tell
0: the
1: people where they can find you.
0: Well, you can find uh, us on Twitter at Tsunami Show Rundown. You can find me on Twitter at uh, Scion Santuria. I talk about anime and wrestling and visual novel stuff because that's what I do. So,
1: yeah.
2: Caboose, where can they find you and what do you want to plug? I want to plug my thing inside Mira. (laughs) (laughs) But Mira has the plug. I know. It's like a tail. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I've never seen it. (laughs) (laughs) Not yet. Um... You can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, uh, YouTube, at uh, Junior, And uh, I'm running a, well, Paul is running a uh, GoFundMe fundraiser for me to get funded so I can go to William Street and meet the Toonami crew. So if you guys could possibly donate, that'd be great. That'd be super. Um, for for anybody that donates, uh, your name will be, you know, put in uh, at the end of the end slate for the hodgepodge videos. So, I mean, that's that's pretty much all I can give. I mean, I can't really think of anything else to. I can't think of any other incentives.
1: Hey, caboose,
2: go hey. fund yourself.
1: <laughs> I would love to. Mr. Jarrell, South Park.
3: where can they find you? Oh, well, as always, y'all know y'all can find me on the Twitterverse at Ukami underscore Samurai7. Also, you can follow me on my fraternity account, which is Nasia underscore Roho. But um, that's N-A-S-I-H-A underscore Roho, R-O-H-O. And... If you want to tweet me there, you can tweet me there, or you can do um, at Ukami underscore Samurai7 also. And if you need to send me any evil emails, which you won't, you can do that at DarrellMaddox at 2
1: You can find me on Twitter at Sketch1984. My Tumblr is sketch1984.tumblr.com. On th- my Tumblr, you can ask me questions anonymously. You can also give us suggestions for the podcast anonymously if you don't want to share your information. Because otherwise, you can email me at podcast at ToonamiFaithful.com or sketch at ToonamiFaithful.com, any of your suggestions for the podcast. We would love to get your feedback. And you can also ask me questions at ask.fm backslash sketch 1984. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Tsunami Faithful podcast. Thank you for listening each and every week. We do appreciate your listenership. With that, we're going to get out of here, and I think... For today's musical selection, I will choose the opening sequence, Two Dimension W. So, get ready to
2: jam. Deuces! I'm gonna go dive into these VHS tapes.
1: Like Scrooge
2: McDuck? Yeah, I'm gonna... Ow! I'm drowning in tapes, and this is great. Yeah, he was talking about it He forgot to
1: turn off night. his swagger. He woke up, drowned it in tapes. I don't know what I
2: should do now. We've got a strange time to take the break out of this.